Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Did the pandemic take all of our manners away? Welcome back to the Lake Show here. News Talk 830 WCCO. Let's talk about getting back into the workplace after the pandemic. Because according to... The Star Tribune, and a nice piece from Deed to Pass. We forgot our manners during work from home. How do we learn office etiquette? Do we really need, I mean, do we really need to be retrained on how to act once we go back into the workplace? Like, I don't think that I lost anything broadcasting from home, and then I come back in studio, no. and I'm sitting here, and I... I got to deal with you. Well, I, I mean, that's that's a low, <laughs> dude. That's a loaded question, man. I don't have to deal with you. Well, you know, you're, you're not you're not wrong. Some people have I'm to deal with me on a daily basis, that. but I'm just you know, no, it, no. It it really you hear this and you're like, yeah. Did did all of us were people like off the grid living like hermits, and then you've got to like reacclimate to society? Like, yeah, I just don't get how 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 certain. And I know that people have different. Um, ways that they reintegrate back into the workplace. Yeah. Because we all have different jobs, right? Sure. But I don't get how you could be in a pandemic and everything that's going on and you'd be out of the office for a couple of years and then all of a sudden you don't know how to act. Like, I, that makes no sense. I, I mean, you're you're still interacting with people via Zoom, via conference call. You're still do, to completely lose your decorum is mind-boggling to That me. is. Because, I mean, yeah, you lose some skills that you don't use on a daily basis. Like, I understand, you know, you, you kind of become a little more isolated, a little more introverted. But at the same time, the core the, the core actions, like the, the core behaviors mm-hmm. should still be there if you've been in the workforce for any amount of time. Yeah, and, and, and I totally agree with that. But th- this is the reality, though. When you look at it, the... You know, when when you when you look at this article, there's a few things that they touch on that they bring up. Number one, they say with the pandemic gone, so is our cloak of privacy and isolation. So remember that a little eye contact because they say be personable, a quick hallway greeting or even a handshake can go a long way towards reestablishment, polite rapport. Um, uh, The person that they cite here, Juliet Mitchell, founder of the Life Etiquette Institute in St. Paul, she says, quote, uh, but remember, if you're going to acknowledge one person, you have to acknowledge everyone 
Be conscious yeah. and aware to include people who may not be in your inner circle. Now, now, hold on, hold on. With all due respect, I, I don't agree with that. I, I, when you work in the office setting, you don't always acknowledge every single person. No, so, you don't. So, so I disagree with her on that. She, when she says, if you're going to acknowledge one person, you have to acknowledge every. That's just not reality. That's not based in reality. And sometimes you can't acknowledge everybody. I, I, I do think too with the, like. Especially when you work in different areas than others. Yeah. Do you feel, Henry, that we're now at a point where we don't – not only do we not interact with, you know, some people that we don't see any longer, but – like that shaking hands, physical contact. I that's feel, different too. I, I feel like some we don't, don't shake hands, hands anymore. Yeah, and, and that's people, okay. Some, some people, some people say, "No, I don't shake hands because of the pandemic." And I yeah. and I say, "I'm I'm fine with that's that. Cool I'm, with I'm, that. I'm, I'm respecting your wishes." Yeah, you could still be social without having physical contact with somebody. I don't think that the things that she cited here have anything to do with being personable. I think the thing that is that does have to do with being personable is the acknowledging people. I, I get that in terms of like. You know, having something nice to say to someone, um, acknowledging them on the job, especially when you're on on teams together and stuff like that. I totally get that. But, like, for us, there's a lot of times where we don't see people in sales ever. No. Because it's that, that's just, we're in programming. They're in sales. They're on a totally different floor than us. Yes. You know, so it's just like, and it's not like I don't want to go talk to sales. I I, want to have great relationships with everybody in the building. But sometimes it's just not wired like that. It's not, it doesn't work. Like and we that. don't we don't have to like it, it's not an essential part of what we do on a day to day basis is not having that interaction with you know people in a different part of the company. Like we can all, as long as you're doing your job, I'm doing my job. You know our our bosses and our you know news like as long as everybody's doing their part to make this thing go. Like I don't see a problem with that at all. So yeah, we. I think I've seen like maybe five salespeople in the past three years, and that's okay. I'll say this: there, there is a woman who uh, teaches communication studies at the University of Minnesota by the name of Nan Gesh. Uh, she has this quote: "My students almost never interact face to face. They come into class, they sit down, and they're on their phones. And when I do talk to them, they don't always look at you face to face." Now, I do but that's get, a, let's take a generational thing, though. I feel like that's a more of a younger individual than an older, like a, a more seasoned workforce. But they're the teacher. This is a teacher in a cla- in, on a campus. No, that's what I'm saying. Like the students are like the antisocial. But what I'm saying is, is I agree with her. That's not good. It no, is, it's not. It, it is not good to be on a college campus and you're not interacting with the professor. Like, this is not good. No. Staring at your phone without making eye contact with your professor, no one can sit there and say to me that that's a good thing. No, that is a huge problem with with some of the younger kids. Now I sound like get off my lawn guy, but I don't mean to be. So this is the second thing. Okay. They say respond promptly to texts and emails. Um, The non-action continues when it comes to texts and emails. Um, guest says her students have no idea they can create animosity by not responding to notes from their boss. Even if you just respond, got it, that's okay. I don't – well, maybe when I, when I was in college, we didn't have, I didn't have a cell phone. Um, yeah, I didn't either. But I didn't – I mean my, my, my teacher couldn't text me. But anyway, it's, they say that the interaction uh, with the teacher in that way, you should be responding back to texts and emails. It says the Gen Z accountants incorrectly assumed that they just needed to put put in their hours, not no office rules, she said. 
this one. Hybrid meetings still have rules. Now, I agree with this. No, There's yes. no question about this. Human resources managers uh, that they spoke to for this um, article um, advised returning employees to turn off cell phones and defer to the person speaking during meetings. For Zoom and Teams meetings, turn on your camera so participants can see that you are engaged. Mute your sound until needed. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I absolutely think that you need to show that you're present and that you're engaged, even though you don't have to be active. So, yeah, if, if you're doing if you're doing some sort of a video conference call, then, yes, absolutely. You need to you need to be engaged, at least, you know, on a video level. Do we agree in the text line? I love your reaction to this at six, five, one, four, six, one. Nine two two six. I love this texture. Some people didn't know how to react before the pandemic. That's I, true. I agree. I agree. That's true. Let, let, let me say something about the the emails there. Like there are times where no. You, hold on. You, okay. you, you're about to steal my thunder. Oh, sorry, I, I, sorry, sorry. Let, let, let me get to that. Okay, get sorry, to that my bad. But but let me finish. Uh, okay. let, me, let me finish my my initial thought. All right. About the about the what was the part about the Zoom calls? Mm-hmm. Does everybody out there agree with that part of it that you should always have your camera on? Now, I have my camera on because I do think – I'm not saying that you have to look into the camera or have the camera on you, but if somebody has their camera off, I assume that they have the camera off because of a specific reason. I don't assume the worst in people, and when I'm on a Zoom call or Zoom meeting with like seven or eight people – I have board meetings from time to time for, for boards that I do sit you, on. You, do you still do a lot of Zoom meetings? I still do Zoom meetings. I okay. mean, some some people prefer to do Zoom meetings right now just because of maybe the, the way that their day is structured. They're, some people are doing the hybrid thing where gotcha. they're at home and, they, and you have to do a Zoom. So so and and so I do the Zoom meetings when we when when, when need when we need to. Mm-hmm. But my question is, if somebody has the camera turned off, uh, what, what do we we think that's a bad thing? Well, it, it, to me, I'm what, not sure what to think about. Well, it. I when, just assume that, that there's a reason. For it. Well, see, and I maybe I'm a little more skeptical. But if you don't have, if you don't have your camera on, that to, like, why do you not have your camera on? Like, if we're all here and we're supposed to be active and present, and we're part of this discussion, what, what if you, what if you have some sort of injury? Well, I feel like if there's something that should, if there's something that's going to prevent you from having it on, then that should be made clear. Beforehand why? to say, hey, so and so is not going to have their why? camera on. Why? Why? Well, does, because, why does it matter? Well, because then why? Why can't I just have it off then? Because I don't want to have it on. More than more than one person has it off. Who cares? My, 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 I, I don't. Th- I don't think that there's. I don't think it matters that much to mm-hmm. me. Now I'm not. I, I'm not somebody that shuts the camera off. The only time that I've ever shut the camera off in the middle of a meeting is when I had to. I had to get up and use the restroom. So I shut the camera down. I went up and used the restroom. I can still hear because I, 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 you know, you can still hear the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I came back and I turned my camera back on. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that there. I don't think you should. Have, you have to explain yourself why you got your camera off. I don't. I don't think that's that's none of my damn business. Let's see. And, and to me, it's like if, if it's a requirement that you're here, your camera's got to be on. Like- oh, no, no. But who made the requirement? Now, th- there's a difference here. If if your company says that you you got you must have your camera on. That's a different thing. I, I don't think that most people, when they have Zoom meetings, the requirement is you must have your camera on at all. Isn't time. it just like an unspoken thing, though? Like a I don't requirement? know. 
I don't know. Because, I mean, I don't, when, I, I, when, I, I don't typically turn it off. But, okay, well, whenever I've done meetings, it's just always been, to me, it's always been expected of you that you're going to have your camera on. See, I've never asked. Okay. All right. I, I And to me, it's just. But I've never been offended by somebody. If, if the camera's off, it's off. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you another thing. I'll tell you. And, and quite frankly, I'll tell you another thing. You know another reason why um, sometimes the cameras are off? Have you seen the times where it, it, it pops up and your name's not even there? It just says, like, the number something like that, and people are trying to figure it out? Sometimes when you're doing things mobily, like on your phone and stuff yeah. like that, it doesn't work the same as a PC. Okay. So Okay, see, I, I've, I've always – I don't think it's, it's been such a long time since I've had to do any sort of a, a Zoom. So, yeah. yeah, to me it was always just one of those that – I don't know if you're there, if you're really engaged with it, if I can't see, if I can't physically see. And I get that. that you're. And to me, it's like, okay, if I can't see you, uh, how do I know that you're really an active participant? Yeah, it, it's <laughs> this to the 952. As long as you are engaged, I don't care if I see your ugly mug or not. That's, yes. how, that's how I feel about Christopher Tubbs. I don't want to see his ugly mug on the Zoom. I mean, if Brad, if Brad and Lindsay got to talk to me and Chris about <laughs> something about the show, I don't want to see Chris's mug. Is this better? I can, play, I can play peekaboo with you. No, I've no. got the clipboard on. No. no, just put a bag on your head tonight, please. I, I got an extra. Uh, one why don't I? Put, I'll put in, a in, in commercial break. I give you. I'll put, I'll put a plastic on bag on it and I'll breathe really heavy. <laughs> how about that? Hey, a couple of other. See ones how that to, works. A couple of other ones to get to here <laughs> real quick. Uh, this one I totally agree with. Be flexible and respect downtime. Uh, not everybody has the same work habits, um, which. That, that that makes sense, but it's more about always – I guess the, the, the best example that they put here in this article is sending emails late at night. Don't expect that somebody's absolutely going to respond to an email at 1045 at night or 11. That's oh, just not no. – yeah. Yeah, yeah, and when I send – you know, based on our hours and our work schedule, there are times where I will send something – at, you know, 10 or 11 at night, I don't expect an answer until the next day at the earliest. Like, yeah, if, if I'm sending something late at night, yeah, I'm not expecting them to answer back. And then the last thing it says, know what professional means in your workplace. Casual might mean different things at different workplaces, but at minimal. Um, they, uh, the Mitchell of Life Etiquette Institute suggests watching your language, even if genes are acceptable, Taking time to be well-groomed. Depends on where you work. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, does that just mean wearing? We, we work in radio. I got on Lululemons, and well, this is a nice little pullover or zip-up. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you're you're dressed to the nines over there. No, I'm not I'm, dressed. I mean, you're looking what? dressed to the nines. You're looking good, man. Just do with I, your with your fleece. Do, do I have a sport coat on with a with a? Pocket square? I mean, that's dude. Like, I mean, you, you, you. This dre- is not dressed in an. You dress like that is like me dressing up. I, I mean, dude, I'm over here in a Macho Man Randy Savage T-shirt. Well, you and, dress like a hobo all the time. Well, yes, that's. This because, is not dressed up. That's dressed up to me. No, it's not. I got a T-shirt on under here. See, there you just, go. I was just dressed up. Slum it down. Oh, God. Get casual with the people. Come on. Six five one four six one.
9226. More Light Show coming up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, the next team that the Minnesota Vikings are playing is the Denver Broncos. And right now, Denver, they are leading the Buffalo Bills 9-0 in the second quarter. The Buffalo Bills window might have closed already. I Think think about that. I think it's close. It's close. It hasn't closed all the Mm -hmm. way, but, man, they've accomplished nothing. No, we thought a couple of years ago that maybe they were on the – they have just opened it up and we're like, okay, yeah, it's going to be Buffalo and it's going to be Cincinnati – and it's going to be Kansas City. And all of a sudden, I, f- I feel like Miami has just kind of blown. I think they've blown the doors off of the AFC East to the point where, I, I mean, yeah, Buffalo, they still got a ton of talent. But their defense, especially the run defense, has had a few holes lately. Josh Allen is really prone to making some awful decisions. But it's... It's not just a one it's 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 not a one horse race in the AFC East anymore. No, and and I I something just tells me that I think that this is the end of the run of Stefan Diggs in Buffalo. You think so? Yeah, something tells me this is going to be the final year. Really? See, I, I I just got a feeling. I'm not I'm not saying that for I haven't talked to anybody. Is is he going to have some headaches that are not going to go away? Is that, you know, is No, it, I just think that the Buffalo Bills are like no, we're we're kind of over it at this point. Okay. I just get that sense. Really? Because they're always being asked about it. Josh Allen's always being asked questions. It's like, well, I any, don't know, man. Well, anytime there's any sort of a blow-up, though, you, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that things get blown out of proportion, but I feel like Stephon Diggs is always – he's a lightning rod for any sort of controversy that might happen. So, I, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, they've got, they've got some good young players. I mean, they've, they've got a, a rookie tight end and – you know, Dalton Kincaid, who just caught a 22-yard touchdown to get them on the board. Like, they've got they've got some talent. There's no question there's something there to work with. 
I feel as long as Stephon Diggs is going to be, you know, a guy that's going to get 10 targets a game and you have a shot to win a Super Bowl, I feel like he'll be fine. I don't think that their running game is good enough to win a Super Bowl. Do you really need a good running game in the NFL, though, anymore? When you've got, when, when you got other holes, yes. I, I mean, you know, do you? I, mean, I think that Isaiah Pacheco proved last year that you, you need to have some sort of balance. Yeah, I mean, they... Because, because when it's all... I mean, they do have a running game. The running game is called Josh Allen. But you need, you need more than just Josh Allen with your running game. Well, I feel like right now they're, you know, they're at the point where you've got, you know, they're running in Latavius Murray along with James Cook, and uh, I believe they've got the ghost of Leonard Fournette somewhere up there. So it's, I mean, I don't feel like you need... Latavius Murray's not good enough. Latavius Murray is... You know, he's got more rushing guards in this game than anybody right now. Yeah, that, you know? that ain't saying much. That, well, hey. yeah. But the only reason why I bring this up is because Denver Broncos, that's next up for the Minnesota Vikings. Man, and that, that is a, that's a Sunday night it's game. It's a Sunday right? night game, yeah. See, and I was talking about this with a friend of mine. With You could have said maybe a month ago that the Vikings, if you could get you know flexed out of things, yeah. like they would have. But. The very fact that I think Joshua Do- Joshua Dobbs replaced Taylor Swift uh, as the header picture on the NFL Twitter account. Think about that. Like, we've got the guy that replaced Tay-Tay, okay? Mm-hmm. The pastronaut is better than Taylor Swift. So, in, in that respect, I feel like everybody's going to jump on the Joshua Dobbs story. So, as much as they can try and and, you know, get Joshua Dobbs on TV and continue to tell the story, they're going to want Vikings. And you got Justin Jefferson coming back. All of a sudden, the Vikings are and, the it team. And what we got, and what, what, I was listening to Tony Kornheiser earlier today on Around the Horn, and he said, no, not Around the Horn, pardon the interruption. Mm-hmm. And he said, without question, the biggest star of the last two weeks has been Joshua Dobbs. Oh, yeah. And what he's done for the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, no question. B- biggest. Think about that, though. This coming week, Sunday night football, Mm -hmm. Vikings-Broncos. Then Monday night, we got a rematch of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Let's go, baby. It's going to be fun. Let's go. And both those teams were on a bye this week. So, I mean, they're they're both going to be coming in rested. Philadelphia, Kansas City, I love it, man. It's going to be great. Let's go Chiefs Kingdom. All right, coming up next, a very scary headline that, uh, man, just on the surface seems a little bit hard to, to comprehend. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. 64 tomorrow. I might go run around the lake. Come on. It ain't going to be frozen yet. It's spring, baby. It's spring. <laughs> All right, welcome back to The Lake Show here. Henry Lake and Christopher Tubbs on The Good Neighbor. When I saw this headline, I my jaw dropped. The headline says workplace injuries from hospital violence increase in Minnesota. I was like, what? And then I looked at, <laughs> at the article itself, and I'm reading through it, and I'm like, what's, what's going on here? Like, what is the deal? Minnesota hospital workers are suffering more disabling injuries 
from violence in the workplace, according to new federal data and healthcare leaders don't expect the problem to disappear with the end of the pandemic. About uh, about 630, okay, 630 employees miss work from 2021 to 2022 to recover from violence-related injuries in the state's nonprofit and private hospitals, according to estimates last week by the U.S. Bureau of Labor uh, Statistics. That compares with 200 a decade earlier. Most injuries came from assaults by patients and visitors, while the intent in other violent incidents remained undetermined. What is going on? Just think about that for a headline in itself. Workplace injuries from hospital violence? Increasing, I don't, I'm trying to figure out what would prompt me to engage in violence at a hospital. I, I'm trying to make sense of this. Well, you, you know what it is. I mean. No, I don't. It's because, oh, uh, see, and, and this might get me into trouble. It's the problem with. I feel like it's the politicization of also doctors trying to do their jobs, going back to the pandemic. Like, I, I, I feel like... That feeds into violence? I, it's, it's not... I mean, do you know, you know the temperature of our society right now? I get that, but, but, but I, I don't think that this involves politics. You don't? No, I don't. And not for the most part. I'm not, saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying it has nothing to do with it. But I don't think that it's largely in part to po- uh, political opinions or views. If you don't agree, so let's say, for instance, COVID-19 mm-hmm. or wearing a mask or something like that. If if those are things that you are not willing to participate in or do or take or whatever in the midst of this, then you're on your own. That's how I view it. There are some people that still don't want it. And I'm not saying it is, but... People go. And I get that. People go into these situations angry, like people are already running hot, and then you go into a medical facility, and then you're being told that you've got rules and regulations and things that I you agree have with you. to and, do, and that does play a part in some of yeah, this. yeah. Because in the article, they do say that clashes over COVID nineteen treatment during the pandemic increased tension in hospitals. Mm-hmm. But that, I think that that's the part where we reveal ourselves here in America for how horrible we are at times. That we, in the midst of a pandemic, that we we treated hospital employees and workers worse and worse and worse, and it never should have been that way. No. We treated airline employees worse and worse and worse, and it shouldn't have been that way. Because they were trying to infringe on my rights by trying to implement rules. And regulations that would help keep people. Well, the text line says, I think somebody in the hospital engaging in physical altercation for one has a mental health issue. I think that's some of it, but, th- but, but, but I don't, that to me does not answer the ma- the massive jump in the last decade in terms of violent incidents here in Minnesota. I, I just don't think that the, the mental health is always going to be an issue. Yeah, and I think it's a bigger issue now because there's more awareness that's being brought to it. And, and, and individuals are more vulnerable 
I feel now with the mental health issues. I definitely see your point, though, about the COVID connection. And look, COVID was stressful for everybody. Yeah, I, I just I just feel like across the board, we've become a much more intense society with how we view ourselves and, and how we expand our energy and, you know, really how we interact with people. Like the, there, there's a certain second time I've used that word decorum. I, and I feel like there are some situations like in a hospital where I feel like people forget that there are manners and there, there's just a certain expectation that should be followed when you're in a medical facility. 651-461-9226. I'm totally with you. I, I just there are certain places where your behavior to me should not ever have to be questioned or no, challenged. No. When you walk into a damn church, be on your best behavior. When you are in a hospital, a clinic, be on your best behavior. There's a That's, certain level of respect for those individuals that are doing their job. Yeah, and 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 understanding where you're at and what the job entails. Yes. You're there to get healed. It doesn't mean that you get outraged or you, that you get upset. This from the text line, from the 612, people under the influence, drunk, in pain, just not in the right place emotionally. I, I see your point, but are people now any more drunk than they were 10 years ago? Under the influence, maybe, Yeah, because I, I, we, 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 we went down the legalization route. I mean, I think that might be a small part of it. I mean, I, I feel like there are a lot of small factors that could play in. But I guess just my my gut instinct and what we see across the board and the – and it, I don't want to come off as a pessimistic guy who thinks like the, the – you know, the, the, the sky is falling. No, we're not – we're not – no, we're just being real. Yeah, but it, it just seems – And we're, we're reacting to this article. Yeah, and I just I just feel like – there's a certain level uh, – people have a certain level of narcissism that has now been put out there to do whatever they want. And, and I can act however I want without realizing that there is a cause and effect to everything that you do. And again, especially in a hospital, in a school, like these places where people are doing their job to help better society – I just don't know how you can look at that and feel like you have to be aggressive in that environment. Yeah, I don't get it. And, and I will say this. I think that out of all that we've been through, and when I say we, I'm talking about all of us. Yeah, we're all, we're, we're all in this together. If you are living and breathing and talking right now and experience this thing, this beautiful thing that we call life in this exact moment, mm-hmm. we should all. Okay, knowing that we what we've been through when you're in a place like a hospital or a clinic and we know what physicians and nurses and doctors had to deal with in the pandemic. You should be extra nice to them. They went through hell. Yes. To try and do everything that they could in a very uncertain and, and, and volatile environment to try and make things better for us. And what did they do? I mean, they, they get. You know, they get attacked and and they get accused of being some deep state mark or, you know, there's it's it's like these people went to medical school 
to try and and help because they want to help people and save lives and save lives. And I just don't know why you would think it's okay under any circumstance, whether you're inebriated, whether you're intoxicated, whether you're under the influence. And and I understand sometimes you're, you're not in your, you're not in your right mind when you're in that state, but I just feel like if you're not, if you are not in that state, you go into a, a hospital and you are aggressive. You are just, you're a jerk. You are being a jerk just for the sake of being a jerk. Well, that, that's, and you don't care about anybody else's feelings. And that's why I go back to when I saw the headline, I, it was hard for me to comprehend this because I'm like, of all the places where you think that you should understand what it means to be like in a good place mentally yeah. from an etiquette perspective and just and, and just what is the goal? Why are you here? I, I what, don't know. What, what is your rationale for acting out? Like none of that makes sense to me. I mean, when you it's troubling when when you see these videos of these nurses and these doctors and these people in healthcare, and they're breaking down because of 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 how they're feeling and you know the the emotional stress. Like, how can that not get to you? And how can you not feel bad for them? And just try and and alleviate the stress that they're feeling. Like, I I don't know. Maybe. I'll tell you this right now. If you look at the chart Mm -hmm. that they have in the the paper, in the Star Tribune, intentional injury by other person in terms of the hospitals, and it goes from 2011-12 all the way up into 21-22, your mind will be blown at how terrible it looks in terms of the chart itself. (sighs) It's not a good thing. And one quick quote I want to get to from Jenny um, Schoeniker. Associate Vice President of Improvement for the Minnesota Hospital Association. Post-pandemic, we're continuing to see levels of violence be a problem in our hospitals and health systems. We need to continue all of our efforts to prevent any incident of violence and keep our employees and patients safe. The Hospital Association's Violence Prevention uh, Committee met Thursday to discuss the implementation of legislation last spring to increase safety. Hospital workers have long received training on how to, accept, uh, how to assess and de-escalate risk for violence and working with patients, but now that training must, com- must be completed before they work alone. 651-461-9226. We get to headlines as we wrap it up here on The Lake Show. All right, final couple of minutes here of the show. Let's do headlines, and then we're done until tomorrow. Will we just reboot and do it all over again? All right, let's get to it, H. Lake. Same time, different show. Yeah. Well, it'll be the same show, just different topics. Yes. So it'll be kind of... Different show. But kind of the same, but a little different. (laughs) It'll be the same thing, but just different. (laughs) You know, let me say that. Or will it be different, but the same? I don't know. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Hey, former Minneapolis City Council and School Board member Donnie Samuels is running for Minnesota's 5th District Congressional seat again. Challenging the incumbent, Ilian Omar. Samuels did his first public interview since entering the race yesterday with Blois Olson on his Sunday Take program. Samuels said, quote, Ilian has not helped herself. She's made some missteps even after the last race. There are some folks who are coming to support me because of who I am, what I am, and what I will do. Now, Samuels lost Omar in last year's Democratic primary by two percentage points. He entered that race five months before Election Day says by starting his campaign now, he has more time to meet with voters and potential donors. 
Um, I wish him luck. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's defeating her. We'll see, though. It's yeah. early. Like, we'll, we'll see how things kind of shake out, but, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's a, it's a tall task for sure. A juvenile has been killed and four other people left injured after a shooting broke out at a Houston-area flea market on Sunday, mm. according to police. The Pearland Police Department shared that the shooting began after a, quote, disturbance at the flea market. Now, whoever's responsible for the shooting is still at large, police said, adding there may be more than one shooter. Mm. During an evening news conference, Pearland Police spokesperson Chad Rogers shared that two of the victims were minors. Department also shared that one of the juvenile victims had died of their injuries. All five of the victims that were shot were hospitalized, but their conditions were not immediately made available. Rogers shared that the shooting occurred after two people at the market got into a fight, says that it was not random. Quote, this started because there was a disturbance between two individuals at the flea market that resulted in gunfire, he said. does not appear to be any kind of targeted attack on the flea market. The information provided is preliminary, Rogers shared, as the investigating into the shooting still ongoing at this point. You know, the days of you box it out and you fight and you live to see another day, those days are over. Because people nowadays, when they get into physical altercations, one party is always looking to... Yep. Bring a weapon. It's always... It, it, it's, it just... Yeah, that's just how it is. Straight to gunfire. Yep. Straight to gunfire. Uh, next one here, Henry. The number of Trump hotels continues to dwindle with the chain's Hawaii restaurant, restaurant resort, the latest to ditch the tarnished name for a less politicized brand. The Trump International Hotel in Waikiki is joining Hilton. It will no longer have the former president's name attached to it. In February 2024, the 38-floor hotel will be called the Waikia Waikiki Beach, as part of the Hilton LXR collection of high-end resorts. The rebranding comes after the Trump organization announced that it has reached a, quote, mutual agreement for a significant buyout of the hotel management and license agreement with Irongate, the hotel's owner. Now, it's not just getting a new name. Irongate and Hilton announced that the 462 guest rooms in common areas, such as its pools and restaurants, will also be remodeled beginning of next year. Hotel will remain open during the monumental transformation with the depart- departure of its Hawaiian hotel, the number of Trump hotels and resorts is down to eight across the board. Now, in the last few years, Trump's hotels in New York, uh, Soho, Toronto, Washington, D.C., and Panama City have all been stripped of the Trump name for more traditional branding in the Vancouver Hotel. Closed in 2020, just three years after it opened. Have you ever stayed in a Trump property? No, I, I haven't. I wouldn't judge you. No, I haven't. Okay. No. I'm just curious. No. Well, because there's the one in Vegas, too. Um that's been open for a while. Okay. I've, I've seen it, never, I mean, never stayed there, clearly. But. Yeah, no, I've never, never stayed in a Trump hotel. Okay. If they, you know, I mean, if they have one in, I don't know, like maybe Fairbo, and the, you know, maybe I'll stay in that one, but unless they have one, then probably not. Why are you doing this to Fairbo, man? I don't know. <laughs> I should probably say Redwood Falls because that's uh, Redwood Falls or March. When they've got one in, uh, my family would probably own the one if it was down in uh, County. Never mind. But, uh, yeah. No, I've never stayed in a, a Trump hotel. <laughs> never stayed in a Trump hotel. We should, really shouldn't start a new one because we've got a longer promo. And it's going to be a different out time. Why'd you go a fair bowl, man? I don't know. I was just the first one because we take 35. Don't talk about Fairbowl. I'm not talking about. Shout out to my boy Mitch Onstead representing Fairbowl. I'm not talking smack about Fairbowl. I just think that it's it's a spot that we normally stop when we're on 35. Legendary Gopher. Let me let me, let me text Mitch. Fairbowl's a good city. Well, let me finish the show and then I'll text Mitch. Hey, talk to you guys tomorrow show's night. show's going to be forever now. <laughs> right here.
on The Good Neighbor. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 